Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. I'm so excited you're here today. During our time together, we're gonna hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. What's up, friends? I am so pumped for our conversation today, for our guest today. Miss Katie Bulmer is in the house. Katie, what's up? What's up? Y'all, Katie is the host of the Truth For Your 20s podcast and has served as a mentor to young women for 15 entire years. She has learned young women are still believing the same lies that she believed when she was in college, and she is on a mission to change that. Katie is one of my Instagram besties and virtual coworkers, right? Yeah. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So Katie, um, Katie and I know each other via Instagram, not in real life, but it feels like we know each other in real life. I know. So it truly does. Yes. It does. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> yes, right. So Katie, um, Katie is an author as well. Her book is called Sorority Girls Can Change the World. I definitely recommend it. It's so fun. So cool. Especially if you're in a sorority. Katie, what sorority were you in again? I was in 80 Pi, Alpha Delta Pi. 80 Pi. Yes. Okay. And I was a Phi Mu, um, which is so we're fun. We're the first two sororities that exist. That's pretty exciting. Yes. We're, aren't we actually fraternities? Yes, technically, which I don't really even know what that means, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know either, but I know that ours is like supposedly called Find Me Fraternity because the word sorority hadn't been invented yet. That's right. Yeah. First, very first. So, so cool. <laughs> it's just so fun. Um, yeah. So the reason that I thought of Katie for Wild Confidence is honestly because of her story with how she's walking in her calling and how she just ministers to sorority women all over and how she does that so well, so confidently and how she cares so deeply. So Katie, can you tell us a little bit about just kind of how that started, how you found your confidence in all of that and what, what that looks like with what you're doing? Yes. First of all, I'm so thankful that you say that it looks like I'm confident on the other side of things. <laughs> and just to be on this podcast to talk about confidence is just so near and dear because, you know, inside I, I just, I never feel like fear goes away, but you just keep walking forward anyways. And I feel like that's just yeah. kind of the story of my life. So yeah, so I'm a speaker to sorority women and that got started. Um, there's so many Genesis moments, but really Ultimately, I had a complete and total breakdown, meltdown in the middle of my closet. I don't know if you've ever had one of those, like just totally <laughs> like, God, like, don't you see me? Don't you care? You know, just this yes. whole, it's a long story how I got here, but like literally like throwing a sweater up and down and the sweater's like, what did I ever do to you? You know, it's it a good one, <laughs> the tears and everything. And, um, and in, in that moment, and I feel like it's so interesting too, because we're looking at God as a good father. I kind of it's almost like I'm a child, like having a total like tantrum as a toddler. And yeah. I, clearly, if I've ever heard the voice of God, he was like, when did I even ask you to do all the stuff that you're exhausted over anyways? I've, mm. My calling for you is to serve sorority women. Go share your testimony with sorority women. And that was the clearest I've ever heard the voice of God. And it was just kind of this aha moment, like, I remember something about that. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that you have kind of put this unique calling on my life, but 
you know, I had told myself for years, who am I? I don't care. I'm not talented. I'm not smart. I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm about 30 years old at this point. So I am no longer a sorority girl, no longer involved at all. Yeah. I'm not even like close to this lifestyle. So I'm like, so do I just go knock on the sorority house? Like, Hey, had a meltdown in my closet, heard the voice of God. Are y'all available? Like, how does this (laughs) even work? You know, (laughs) that's amazing. Um, I'm just, you know, wasn't sure how all of that worked. But again, God is so good. And in this crazy time, I had become a yoga instructor of all things. And at church, like almost the week, the very next week, this young college student approaches me. Hey, aren't you a yoga instructor? Our sorority needs a yoga instructor for a sisterhood. Could you come do it next week? And I'm like, can I ever? <laughs> I was just like, what? Like, were you in on this closet breakdown thing? So that was just my first open door. She was actually an 80 pie, which is what I was. And she asked wow. me to come do this yoga class. It was completely no idea what I was doing. I show up with my yoga mat, do a yoga class for about 20 girls who had showed up, but who happens to be there. But what the president of the sorority, she used to be a gymnast so she can do all the funky things. She loves my class, starts attending the class that I normally teach at the gym. And then I kind of shyly like, so um, I kind of have this passion for sorority women and my testimony, blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> if, if I could come maybe do a Bible study with them. And she was like, yeah, actually, this sounds great. Why don't you come share it with our whole chapter next Sunday? 225 girls. You've got 10 minutes at the end of the meeting. <laughs> no way. Yes. And I was like, OMG. I mean, all the feels. I mean, I almost wet my pants. I almost threw up, like all the things. <laughs> But I feel like that's so real because I think that a lot of people are, first of all, okay, we don't, I didn't have no idea where this was going. And, you know, you think like God isn't necessarily going to reveal himself to you. You don't necessarily know, but you have a feeling what is next and you just take that first step. And so I just, I just taught the yoga class and then I just approached the girl, the, the, um, president. This is kind of something I'm passionate about. And then I just showed up that night and said what I was on my heart. I've never once held a microphone in front of a room that big and was shaking everywhere. And one of the girls came up to me afterwards and said, you need to be a motivational speaker. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. What? So that was just the catalyst to what I'm doing. Yeah. There's so many other details, but that's pretty much how it all started. Wow. And, and at 30, I mean, that is like, yeah, I'm 30 years old at this point. Yeah, I'm no longer like a 22-year-old. Yeah. Wow. So it's not too late is what. <laughs> exactly. And that's my only other regret. I wish I would have started earlier. But it's also like I'm also kind of a, I'm not their 19-year-old peers. I've lived a little bit, so I know some stuff. But then, yeah, yeah like it's not too late and it's not too early. Like God, God's just, he has the timing and we just up to us to step into that, even if we're scared. Yeah. I almost feel like it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I imagine you as like this super cool aunt that everyone like goes to and tells all their stuff to and you're like, actually, you know, relatable, super chill, but also have so much truth to like speak over them. That's how I kind of imagine it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best compliment actually. Cause so many times I'm kind of like, I don't even know what to call myself. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not like a, I don't know mom, but I'm not their sister. And I've had like, you're like our cool aunt. And I'm like, I'll go with that. Especially. the Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is totally you. That is absolutely you. And there's a story that you told me one time, um, that I don't want to forget to ask you about. So I'm asking about it now. Um, and it is about a prayer walk. 
Was that? Yes. Tell me. Yes. I want to rehear the story. I want you to tell me it well, all over again. I'm so glad you're asking me because honestly, I need to kind of relive this too because there's so many crazy things that God did during that time. But okay, so in short, you know, I start doing this thing. I go speak to these sorority women. You know, it takes off. I start this. I just called it coffee with Katie. I didn't even know what to call it. And we would just meet at coffee shops. We'd have like five, ten. And then we like, we're meeting at girls' apartments. Sometimes we'd have 50 girls. It was just really taken off and it was really exciting. And I was like, you know, maybe we should start praying. Like maybe God's doing something really cool at this school with sorority women. And well, first of all, my whole testimony has a lot to do with that. But I started reading The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. Highly, Mm -hmm. highly recommend that book. And basically he talks about literally like getting out of his car and on foot prayer walking around different areas that you want to pray for. So his example was walking around Capitol Hill, where in DC, where they had a vision of having a church plant. And it really inspired me to start prayer walking around Greek Row. At the time I was at Georgia Southern University, where there is like a Greek Row, there's fraternity houses on one side and sorority houses on the other. So me, you know, the random 30-year-old at 8 a.m., because that's when I got my kids to school, I'd park my car and start walking around Greek Row. And, you know, the people were going to their class. Everyone was like minding their own business. I just felt really called to just prayer walk over Greek Row. And the craziest things started happening. So I read in my devotion about Jericho and how they like marched around the city. And the verse that stood out was like, the walls are securely barred. No one's coming in knowing it's coming out, but I have delivered them to you. And I'm like, what in the, what, what does that even mean? Like, I have no idea. I'm even like trying to be a good Christian and I'm looking at the commentary and stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I give up. So I'm reading, reading later in the very same, that circle maker book. And he comes to the exact same verse. The walls are securely barred. No one's coming in. No one's coming out. And in Mark Batterson's wow. story, this property is like, it's not going to happen. There's so much red tape around this property. You're talking about Capitol Hill, right by the White House. 90 other people are wanting this property. Not going to happen. Never going to happen. Forget it. And he sees this verse and it's like, it looks like it's not going to happen. And God says, I've delivered them. So get, get wow. back to your Greek row and I'm prayer walking. I get to the end of the uh, end of the row. There's this giant fraternity house and there's literally a wall up. They had built this tarp wall. Um, it's like this to hide the shenanigans that happened during philanthropy week. It's like yeah, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll and stuff. Yeah. So I see this wall up, and I remember that ver- that verse. The walls are up. No one's coming in. No one's coming out. And God says, "I've delivered them." And so I'm having this like vision of you know the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The living for temporary pleasures. This you know empty promises, heartbreak, and hangovers that is so typical of Greek row. And God's saying, um, deliver them to you. And then one more crazy thing is that Lauren Dangle song, which I know you love your Lauren Dangle. She uh-huh. sings the song Dry Bones. And it's just so crazy. Uh-huh. I'm just prayer walking with a, a few girls who had come with me at this point. So there was like five of us and we're walking around. And this the song comes on and it's like, rescue every daughter, bring us back the wayward son. And like looking down the road where all the prodigals have walked. And that was like our anthem of it looks like this is going nowhere. It looks like, you know, Greek life is just, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But what if God has already delivered them and he's already doing incredible things and we just have to celebrate and like link arms with what he's already doing. And that just became my like, yes, I am here for that. Like, let's do it, God. (laughs) That is incredible. And since then, you've seen lives change. I mean, you have heard 
testimonies from girls and gone to see them at their chapters and and gotten word that like this is real. This there is like a revolution in the Greek world. Would you say? Yeah. So the cool thing that also kind of happened at all this time is I was a marketing major and worked in print and advertising this whole time. And so I just really saw the actual trend-setting power that sorority women have over our marketplace. I call Mm -hmm. it the $100 million power of influence because it's the actual dollar amount that they took the Comfort Colors t-shirt brand. Like it was an unheard of brand of t-shirts and sorority women organically took this brand to $100 million. And so this, these type of, these women are, are trendsetters. I mean, they, they really are whatever they wear, whatever they tattoo, yep. whatever they yep. download. Like, yeah, they're trendsetters. So imagine these trendsetters, these few Malcolm Gladwell, author of The Tipping Point, calls it the law of the few. So these law of the few, these trendsetters really can set a movement for faith. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what I had envisioned. And that's what I was talking about. And that's really, in a sense, what I say when I give my keynotes, Sometimes I, of course, can't make it a faith-based thing. Sometimes I can. But whatever the case, I'm making a call for them to be the light, to be the change that we want to see in this world. And yeah, yeah, thankfully, they're here for it. And they're on board and they want to be changed. This generation is ready and eager and willing. They just kind of need a permission slip. So I'd like to think that I'm the girl passing out permission slips. Now, like, no, girl, (laughs) this is for you. Like, you go change the world. (laughs) Yes, I love that. That's so good. So true. And you're obviously like equipping them for the charge, right? You're equipping them with tools and things that that you collected along the way and that aid in your confidence and how you're able to confidently stand up and share the truth um, about them and their power and their identity. So what would you say are some tools that, that you use and that you kind of share with other people? Yeah. So one of the big things that I am a huge favorite of is self-talk, just positive self-talk, because the stories that we tell ourselves are just obviously so powerful. And Mm -hmm. I know for sure, you know, they say it's kind of like ruts in your brain. If you go down this grassy road over and over, eventually you'll make a path and it's easier and easier to get down. But then if you turn a different way and you have to go through the grass and the rocks, it's going to be harder. But if we're telling ourselves over and over again, you know, who are you? You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. Like those are the the ruts that we're going to naturally go to. But when we turn that and make a different path and more positive voices, like you're a child of God, like look at what yeah. you just did last week. You stood up and you aced that test or you, you know, stood up to that guy and said, no, I don't want to quote, have net, go watch Netflix and chill. Have you heard about this? This is what the kids are telling oh, each yeah. other these days. Yeah. So like just a girl who stands up and protects her body, knows her worth, like that is huge. And then continually makes those positive decisions. So anyway, I'm just a big fan of self-worth and telling yourself positive stories about yourself. So hopefully I'm, you know, articulating that that's a huge, huge tool to find your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And peeling back those lies and replacing them with those truths is, is I think huge. I, th- I totally agree. I think that is a really big, a big way to keep your confidence. Um, yeah. in the midst of craziness. So let's, let's say we're back in that closet and you are upset or, you know, just in a low place of fear or insecurity or just in general in that kind of space, which I personally have happened, have had happen more than once. So I'm sure I'm not the only one there, but what does it look like for you to kind of pull yourself out of that and, 
I know you, you were talking about positive self-talk and I know that I'm sure plays a part. Um, but how else do you kind of pull yourself out of that if you're just self-doubting? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really just telling yourself what is true. So, you know, if I'm sitting, typically when we're in that spot, for me anyway, it is because I have made it a big stinking deal that it never really even was. So if I'm having this total meltdown, like, well, what is true about all of this? Like, okay, you know, someone hurt your feelings or okay, you lost this job interview, oh, but you know what? Are you, are you still alive right now? Do you still have people who love you? Do you still have a house over your head? Like, let's just go to the basics and then build from there. Like, are you still a strong woman? Are you still a, someone who believes in herself? Are you still someone who has people who believe in you? And like, maybe just go into those foundations and those basics. And then what is true about this story. So typically when we get upset about someone saying something bad about us or whatever, let's just say like, um, okay, this boyfriend, he didn't text you back and he, he doesn't want to hang out with you or whatever. Okay. No, that hurts that, that like stings, but what is Mm -hmm. true? Like, did he define your worth? Did he, Mm -hmm. is he the one who knit you together? Is he the one who knows the hair on your head? I know that sounds cliche, like, oh, well, you know, God knows my worth and all that kind of stuff. But Really, you know, another sinful human being can't fulfill your worth. He can't complete you. So that mm-hmm. I just find that so often with the young people that I talk to is they're looking for their worth in the arms of a boyfriend. And even the best guy, just he can't. He, he's another sinful human being. And yes, a boyfriend can make you feel pretty and all that kind of stuff, but he, he can't fill your broken places. That's like trying to uh, fill the ocean with an eyedropper. Like it, you just can't. It's impossible. <laughs> That is so, I'm so glad you said that. That is such a good image of, of what you're trying to say and and what, or what you are saying. And that's so true. That's so good. So let's say someone is kind of in that place right now and, and they're just struggling, especially, I think that you and I talk about dating a lot and that's kind of where I'm thinking, you know, in this scene is someone who's struggling right now, maybe in a dating relationship, what would you say to them? Oh gosh. (laughs) Um, well, there's so many things. I mean, first of all, I'm so thankful that I'm not dating in the days of the bumble and the Tinder and the, all the things. So Mm -hmm. like all the swiping and stuff. I mean, I would just say, friend, you are so much more than a swipe, first of all. And if someone you feel defined because he swiped left or right or up or down. I don't even know all the which ways like, Mm -hmm. well, he is, he's just a a person on the other side of a screen. Like he doesn't get that privilege to define how worthy or unworthy you are. Like that's like putting way too much weight on that's just not fair. That's like um, someone, a stranger on the internet saying they don't like your picture. Okay. Stranger on the internet. You, You don't get that opportunity to have that much weight in my life. Because just know, like, it's not even fair. The people who are close to you, like your mom, your dad, when you get married, your husband and your children are the only ones that can have that kind of weight. And then you talk about this so well, Ainsley, talking about like finding your worth. So first of all, not putting too much weight on the guy who is or isn't giving yourself enough worth. But then Mm -hmm. also, again, you know, I say defining what is true. And then maybe you are in a relationship and you're kind of like not really sure where it is or where it's not going. So right. I wrote this down one time. I remember I was in a dating relationship and there was this guy who like, you know, he wasn't really giving me a ton of evidence that he was into me, but not really giving me a ton of evidence that he wasn't. And I just wrote down like, you know, he said these nice things. 
He he didn't call back these times. And ultimately that ended up not being a good relationship. And I think that part of that is, well, the big red flag is I had to write it down. I, I doubted so much his caring for me that I had to like write down, well, he gave me this thread of evidence here that he liked me, but that was five weeks ago, you know, and I haven't had, yeah. you know, so looking for someone who loves you, the, the whole man woman relationship ultimately, and we do not do a good job of this as humans, but it's designed for Jesus to a little bit of how much Jesus and God love you. And so this incredible sacrificial, I will do anything for you. Like you, like I will lay all down for you. And we're both doing that for each other. And we just, we want to outserve each other and yeah. being two selfish human beings, learning to be unselfish. That is what it's designed to be. So if you're doing that for your boyfriend and he's doing that for you and learning to be unselfish and put each other first, then the rest is all good. Um, but yeah. if you're like, I have no evidence that he likes me, mm, then there's some red flags. Totally. Then he's a boo-boo dude. That's right. <laughs> I love that. I think that is so perfect and applicable to everyone who who could be struggling right now in that scenario. And I know that there are plenty of people who, who are. And let's say like just some advice, some general advice on confidence specifically. If you could have coffee with your younger self or just talk to your younger self, what advice would you give her on confidence? Yeah. So two big things. And one of them is saying you are what you want to be. So for example, before I was ever a speaker to sorority women or an author or anything like that, I would start to meet people and say like, you know, they say, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm an author, even though at the time, like it was hard to even say, or yes. I'm a speaker to sorority women saying what you want to be is powerful. And yes. it's powerful for you more so than anything else. And you defining yourself as, as a speaker or an author or a ice cream store owner, it doesn't matter. Like whatever you, you aspire to be like defining yourself as that person is huge. And then the other thing is, um, I know I've talked a few things about like, right. I'm a big fan of <laughs> writing stuff down, but writing a letter to yourself from like an outsider looking in. So for example, I have several pages in my journal that's like, Katie, I'm so proud of you. You, you overcame that really hard project. Like you didn't think you could do it, but you did it. Katie, you figured out how to use MailChimp. That was so hard. And you did it anyways. Like, look at you. I'm wow. so proud of you. You sent that email, even though like you didn't want to respond to that person, but you handled it with grace. Like giving myself those words have been really, really powerful for me. Wow. I love that. Yeah. It's really, that it's is helpful. huge. I don't do it enough, but it, like I can look back at some of my notebooks and yeah, just looking back, especially when I've done something that I didn't want to do. I mean, I recently just redid my website and I almost became a serial killer over it. It was so <laughs> hard. It is. It's so hard. I hated every minute of it. But then I wrote myself a letter, Katie, you didn't want to do that. But by golly, you did it and you overcame and you figured it out and you Googled it and you YouTubed it and your website looks beautiful. And I'm so proud of you. And giving myself those words is like, I mean, man, it's a chai tea latte to my soul. <laughs> I love that so much. Wait, that is such good advice. Like I am a hundred percent going to do that. And especially whenever you don't have, I mean, I guess, okay, well, I like when people tell me I did a good job on something mm -hmm. and whenever you're working from home or working alone or working on your own stuff, it's almost like you're doing that for yourself. And yeah. I think that's more powerful 
than if it came from a boss or someone else, because it's like fulfilling this. No, I'm proud of myself for this. I believe it's increasing my belief in myself and my abilities and what I can do and what I can accomplish. And it's propelling myself forward. Yeah. And that's true. I was just thinking maybe I do it because I work for myself and I don't really have a boss or checkpoints or whatever. But like you said, even if you have a boss, it's really powerful coming from yourself. So that, yeah, that's really good. That is so interesting. I can't wait to do that. I'm like, now I'm trying to think of what hard thing I've done recently. Oh, maybe you trying start a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. That's awesome. That is so funny. I love it. Um, dang, that is such good advice. Like, I hope yeah. everyone takes that advice. Everyone who's listening, please take that advice. Everyone, uh-huh. write letters to yourself. Tag us in the picture. Yes, <laughs> we'll share it. Well, thank you yes. so much. That's awesome. Um, hey, how can we, as a community? Um, of wild confidence women pray for you. How can we pray for you? Oh my gosh. You're the sweetest person. First of all, (laughs) I mean, you know, I, I would ask you to pray for sorority women. And I know that sounds crazy, but we, we pray for the oppressed. We pray for the poor. We pray for the downtrodden. And I don't know a group of people who pray for sorority women. And, um, you know, typically they are women who may have more wealth and may have more advantage. And so why, why would I ask you to do that? Because there's also a group of women who struggle severely with self-confidence, who have mm-hmm. so much potential that they simply do not see in the mirror, who who literally, I believe, have a $100 million power of influence over the marketplace. Why not use that power to set incredible positive trends? Um, they yeah. have the heart for that. They just don't have the know-how or really anyone in their corner are praying for them. So I would love to see a movement of, of these young trend-setting women to just you know, break the floodgates out and start a revival for incredible change. And I just, I have big dreams and I think that it can start there. So, yeah. I, I absolutely will. I love that. And I'll definitely join you in that fight. I I know that, um, college in general, sororities in general, they can be distracting, confusing, heavy, Gosh, there's so much that can happen. Yeah. There's so much that happens in in these formative years. And personally, there's so much that happened in my life in those formative years as well. So um, we will definitely be joining you in the fight of protecting and loving on our sorority women for sure. Oh, I love um, that. See, no one asked that. But my friend Ainsley, you're the best. <laughs> You're the best. Hey, where can our friends find you on the internet? Yeah. So my name is just Katie Bulmer and the last name is like Fulmer with a B, B-U-L-M-E-R. I tried to get katiebulmer.com, but there's a Katie Bulmer who was on The Apprentice in England. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no so, way. Yeah. But <laughs> thankfully, funny. I'm one of the ones who comes up when you Google, but it's katiebulmer.life is my domain. So then I just made it easy with the Instagram, Katie Bulmer Life on Insta and all the all the other places. So everyone follow, find Katie if you especially are in a sorority and need an awesome speaker to come to your chapter. Oh, it's so fun. Or zoom in or do whatever we're doing post-quarantine. Oh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Well, Katie, thank you so, so much for taking some time out. You are incredible. And I am so honored to be your friend and learn more about wild confidence from you. Uh, Well, the feeling is mutual, my friend. I love you so much. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you. 
so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.